Hello, and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously. We talk everything animation here, including love, death, and robots, which we'll be getting into right now. Uh, I'm your host, Alex Bonilla, and today I'm joined by Dylan Heisen. Hello. Sam Quattro. Hello. And Andy Potter. Hello. Uh, we will be discussing the latest Netflix animated anthology series, Love, Death, and Robots, here. We talk all kinds of animation here at Overly Animated, and if you want to find more about this podcast, you can do that at OverlyAnimated.com. You can also su- subscribe to us on iTunes at OverlyAnimated.com slash iTunes, or on YouTube at YouTube.com slash OverlyAnimated. Um, this, uh, before we get into this, this is going to be an explicit podcast, so be warned in advance uh, for that, since... This is, show deals with uh, sensitive subject matter and also uses a lot of uh, vulgar language, so we will likely be using the same in citing this show at times. And uh, yeah, the, this is a show that came out on Netflix a, very, a couple of weeks ago. Um, it's a group of different, differently animated shorts, uh, various animation styles, uh, various uh, animation studios participating. This is uh, headed by uh, Tim Miller and David Fincher. Those are the big names uh, attached as like curators uh, of this project. And today we'll be talking a bit about how how the series is. We'll probably get into maybe things that make it connected and uh, stuff in particular that stood out. So we'll begin here with the general thoughts. Um, We'll go to, um, well, let's go to Sam first since uh, me me and Sam watched this together. So I I guess... Okay. So Sam, um, uh, how how what are your first impressions on Love, Death, and Robots? I think on the whole it was a good idea. Like I enjoyed it for the most part. Uh, but you know, thinking back, like a week or so after seeing it all, it's like, well, really, only four to five of the little episode segments are worth your time on this earth to watch, I would say. The others you can just sort of write off like, oh, this is animation, cool, yeah. But it was an interesting experience. It was definitely something new that I personally wasn't expecting when I kept hearing about all the buzz from this. So I would say that my life is slightly more enriched from love, death, and robots. Uh, high recommendation, slightly enriched. So that that's good. Um, uh, Dylan, let's uh, go to you. What what are your fir- first impressions after having watched Love, Death, and Robots? Yeah, I think it was it was an exciting show to watch, and then it's it's one that grows a little, um, you know, more gray as if you look at it from a critical lens. I think the biggest thing I have to say is from a high level, um, kind of like a meta commentary on this is that we. Um, like we're an animation podcast and we talk a lot about, um, a lot of similar types of animated shows and, um, the entertainment industry at large is, I think struggles to take animation as a medium seriously a lot. And that's kind of one of the MOs of our podcast. We're trying to cover the like high critical quality level shows. And so like love, death and robots is so weird that this is a thing that's made in America. And, um, I think it, on its own, it might be on the show that has, most um advanced uh animation as a medium in terms of being taken seriously and the same as live action potentially um forever but at least since like bojack and steven universe like this is a big deal i think that the show exists and um just the fact that it is a anthology series adult anthology series a uh anim- an animated black mirror i love it i love that this is a thing 
Um, it's so cool that, uh, like, and Netflix, this is like a big thing on Netflix too. Um, just like the concept of getting a bunch of, uh, like indie and indie animation studios that typically do video game cutscenes and there's just having them do like these anthology shorts. That's like a brilliant idea. Um, fantastic idea. I'm so happy this exists. I agree. A handful of episodes are really fantastic. So that's enough. It's, it's good. It's a great series. There's a lot of, uh, butts. The biggest thing is, uh, <laughs> that, uh, over half of these episodes are really sexist and this is entirely made by men. And you can really see the male ends on display here. It's really unfortunate because, um, I really want to give it the benefit of the doubt, benefit of the doubt. And I think I still would recommend it that you check this out just as an animation fan. But if, if you're someone that's sensitive to like sex and media, some of these are going to be really hard to get through. Um, there's a big mistake not getting more women involved at a high level on this project. And, uh, if there's going to be more of this, that needs to happen. Uh, the other big thing is that the scripts, uh, for over half of these episodes are incredibly thin and there's really just not a lot of narrative there for some, some of them there are, some of them are really well written, but most aren't. Um, so there's some really good ones and I'm excited to talk about those, but there's also a lot of ones that are, uh, not so great. That being said, uh, all of them are kind of uniquely and beautifully animated. A few of them are just like cookie cutter video game CGI, but, um, a lot of different animation styles and studios on display are really cool to see all of that. Okay, very good. Um, just to clear up, you mentioned something about this being made in America. Uh, there are actually stu- animation studios from all around the world. There are studios from Spain involved, studios from Korea, studios from England, studios from Hungary. So like, it, it is really an international effort. The, this thing, and, yeah, like, which is really goes, cool. Like, hey, yeah. hey, like based in America, I guess would be the production, right? Or, and like, we, we associate Netflix with America, yeah. so like in that sense, yeah. yeah. But just to make sure, like, this is truly an international effort, and in some cases, you can see the influence from other cultures going on here um andy let's uh, go to you and um, what, what what are your general takes on this show i don't know what to say after what dylan just said because that's pretty much how i feel as well that this is just such a big deal for like what it is more than the actual content that's there because it's just like i didn't imagine this could be a real thing until it actually just appeared in front of me and i'm like whoa this is really cool this is a cool idea and some of the episodes really fall flat for me and some of them are really interesting and the ones that are really interesting make my mind go running. And I'm like, oh, this world is really interesting. I want to see more here. And that's really what an anthology series should be. But some of the really weaker ones are really weak. And that's not even talking about how, like Dylan said, there's some really misogynistic episodes in here that are almost painful to watch at times. And that's coming from someone who watches like a lot of anime. Like that's not good that I struggled through a couple of these episodes because of that. Um, also, there is a lot of sex in here, and that's not necessarily bad. I'm not saying that's bad. I'm just saying that's a thing in here. There's a lot of sex, and I watched a lot of these episodes in a hospital waiting room, not realizing <laughs> that there would be a lot of sex happening while I was watching this. Um, so that colored some of my uh, impressions on these episodes. But overall, I'm happy that this exists. There's a few episodes I'm really excited to at least talk about. Not just from them being good, but just because it's interesting that this was made. And I, I I'm just really excited to just talk about this. All right. All right. Uh, but just going back quickly, uh, Dylan said something about I, there are a lot of butts. I thought you meant literally there are a lot of me. butts. Me, okay, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> more uh, boobs than butts. 
<laughs> well, yeah. that, that is fair. And uh, <laughs> um, j- just my my quick impressions. Uh, similarly, like I think that this exists is impressive enough that we're allowing adult animation to you know spread its wings a little bit. But it also like highlights some of the issues with like Netflix adult animation because a lot of a lot of it does does still lean towards the like the sexual aspect of it like that's what we want to highlight with our by oh oh we're allowed to be adult this is what we're going to do rather than explore like deeper adult themes which is something you should be able to do with the medium and, like a couple of these episodes do that but a lot of them don't and so it it while it's t- it's for sure a whole technical achievement to see all these together but sometimes you do wonder, well, like, are they taking full advantage of it in the story-wise, plot-wise? But and we'll we'll talk about that. But I think one one thing that came up in several things already is the the misogynism of it. And I guess um one thing that we can start with is the you the usage of sexual violence in various of these shorts like with the very first um netflix has uh, has experimented with episode order so this might not be the case in your specific uh client but for many people the first uh episode was sunny's edge which is kind of, i guess like the the short version is like a, a people control beasts in gladiator fights sort of thing but the character is displayed initially as having her quote edge just because she was gang raped and then later in the episode she is uh, seduced before getting uh, totally uh, destroyed by and like head head stomped into the into the ground and like that sets sets a tone by being the first episode because similar things of sexuality and sexual violence. The good hunting is another place where we see uh, sexual abuse going on. So that that seems to be a theme that goes through, uh, goes throughout. And I, I just wonder, like, uh, obviously, the what makes this stand out is the fact that there are no female directors. Only one of these had, were adapted by a female writer. One of these. Uh, with the original short story was by a female, but otherwise it's all male dominated. And I guess it, I don't know if you guys want to comment on like other things that stood out along these lines and perhaps what animation should be doing about it. I think, I think just at one point, um, the biggest thing for me was I was like, was that like the fifth joke in a row that was offhandedly about having sex with an anonymous woman like uh in the middle of when i was watching um but yeah also just obviously there's tons of uh naked women like sexualized women sex against or violence against women like a lot of those things combined um i think what you were saying before about uh, this being a thing with netflix i think this is for for whatever reason in at least america how adult animation works is that it's just really misogynistic i think adult swim is most indicative of this and they're really terrible with this um but uh it's it's like for whatever reason getting edgy and adult just means um misogynistic like those are hand in hand and that's not what this should mean um like we shouldn't the 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 big indicator of going beyond uh, the show animation aimed at kids should not just be having misogyny injected into it. Um, like you don't need to, uh, sexualize women, have them be, uh, you know, naked and having sex and, uh, having violence done against them in order to signify that this is for adults. Uh, but so that's what most of those episodes feel like. It just feels like very, um, bro adult swim, like style, uh, adult animation. 
the worst of those, like of those style things, Dylan, for me, is like I almost I think good hunting is kind of worse than Sunny's Edge for me because it's like not just is it mentioned this sexual assault type stuff that happens, it's like part of what's shown to you. Like if you watch Sunny's Edge, you can kind of at least put it in the back of your mind and enjoy like the fighting and stuff. Good hunting, like it is part of the story watching this person get assaulted and like maimed on screen. Good, good hunting good hunting is entirely about a like young female not like a woman, but like a female uh, thing and seeing her like groomed sexually throughout her yeah. entire life yeah. and like it shown is. naked when she's younger. Um like good hunting has so many good things about it. It is yes. like gorgeous and like in Aust- like I was just awestruck watching it, but then it's like entirely about uh, sexualization of yep. this like young wolf girl. Um, yeah. Sunny's Sunny's Edge is at least trying to subvert some of this. Yeah. Um, so I'll give it's it that. It's not good, but it's it's, it's, it's not fine. good, but it does have a little bit of an attempt. Like, and there's I think some episodes where there's no attempts made. Yeah, no, no. But I, I good hunting Dylan makes me more upset because I like the thematicness of the ending, like that she gets like her yeah. magic back at the end, but it's still horrible. Yeah, and then there's ones like The Witness, which The Witness is just all about uh, violence against this woman, and there's nothing else to the story. <laughs> I, I have things to say about The Witness later, I think. Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll begin getting into specific episodes. Um, just, uh, Sam, how do you feel about the handling of, quote, adult themes in this uh, series? I don't know. Um, I think the more that I think about it, the more my watching through it, I didn't really see a lot of the misogynistic things personally like you know that doesn't mean that they didn't exist it just didn't come up in my mind that those were happening i guess um Mm -hmm. in terms of how to handle adult animation that's a load of questions like you know what do we think when we think of like our movies we think of like gore fest or we think of like really sexual movies we think of you know, one extreme versus another and not just like, you know, handling something more like an adult themes, like, I don't know, losing your house or like losing your kids or some shit like that. Uh, that being said, you know, you kind of have to take baby steps, I would say, to get to where you want to go. And, you know, some of the shorts here do have more to offer than just violence sexual violence, etc. Some of them don't. And, you know, it's... I don't know. It's hard to juggle all these opinions at once for me personally. But I don't know. Mm -hmm. Anyway, that being said, I would just like to say nudity just by itself for me personally shouldn't be sexualized. Like, if people aren't fucking and like the camera isn't like oh look at the sexy butt like it's for me it's just like you know we're born naked so whatever anyway keep going i I agree with you on that sam it's just like i again i was watching this in like a hospital like okay i have to not like (laughs) yeah yeah that that wasn't like a job of you i was thinking that when i was watching i was like oh yeah like there's like a lot of like titties and dicks yeah like i don't care about that but like i know (laughs) that someone looks over my shoulder in a hospital waiting room like that's not okay yeah, no, it, just, it just depends on how it's presented. I think an example, the witness, like there's a lot of nudity in that, but also like the main woman, like is has this like this centralized strip 
to like oh. thing at one point. So like it, there is version. Yeah, that part was that I was thinking of that part specifically. Yeah. Dylan. I was like covering it like completely with my hand and just like kind of peeking <laughs> it every now and then, waiting to see what it was. Yeah, over. So some, so that is point. like her job, though. Yeah, no, and it's nothing wrong with that. It's just mm-hmm. it's. I mean, I think it's wrong that that's the one aspect of her that's presented in. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. Or like uh, uh, also comes to mind uh, the dump episode where like a dude's peeing and then like he shows up and his penis is just dangling because he just finished yeah. peeing, you know, like that, that you should, you should be allowed to have penis. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. I think I also want to say I think uh, it should be noted a lot of these episodes are not sexist at all. Um, so that's like Sam saying you're watching and you don't think like some some of these are not. I think Lucky Thirteen in particular is actively feminist. Um, there's also ones like uh, Helping Hand, uh, Zima Blue, uh, I say you know Ace Age. A lot of these are just not sexist. So um, to say it's just it's a there's a wide spectrum here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, um, uh, another thing before we get into specific episodes, one thing that does stretch throughout is that the hyper-realistic video game CGI is seems to be the more <laughs> most common style used in these shorts. And I just want to like briefly get if like you guys have opinions on like if, if shows if full shows were made like this, like what I mean I guess there's probably like budgetary reasons for it, but just like from an aesthetic perspective, would you be open to like something fully going into this? I hardly like video games fully liking fully going into that. <laughs> I think you know when you get to the point where it's basically you know like you're almost looking at a human person like their mocap and face scans is such an effect where you're basically looking at reality almost except it's animated of course i think it's time to kind of you know turn the car around maybe get into something more stylistic but that's my personal taste uh you know you know it's fiction and i think you know we should be making some more strides to be more creative and sort of divorce it from real life but I think that's downplaying what this hyper-realistic thing lets them do. Because, like, when you have hyper-realistic animation, you can it, it lets you do stuff that CG does in actual live-action movies, but not make it look as wrong or out of place. Yeah, like that's shape, true. Like, Shapeshifters, the, the transformation sequences yes. were insane. Like, I don't really like that episode, but those transformation sequences were incredibly, like, well-animated. And they would look horrible in live action but they look incredible here because it's animation yeah i agree shapeshifters is the best showcase of like using that in an interesting way yeah. um i think beyond the aquila aquila rift is uh, the like most realistic looking i guess yeah. at least for me like stands out um i would i think that episode is really striking because of its animation and um i like i think definitely think it would be tiring if but at least one show being they admitted like this, like, why not? You know, why, why? Yeah. it is weird that it's just like only in video games that we get this. This this show shows that we could do this for uh, generally just an animated show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that while that's the most common style, we have various shorts that do different styles. And I guess we'll begin to dive into like a couple of specific ones that have already been mentioned since uh, those seem to be ones that want to be talked about. Um, I, two, two of you have already mentioned the... Um, the um, I already lost the name. the 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 one with the cat girls. <laughs> the good, good, hunting. Cat girls. good hunting. Good hunting. There we go. Yeah. So good, good hunting is one that's uh, in the middle, and that uh, would you say like that's maybe like classic Disney animation style? Is that like a way to describe it? Um, I have to look at it. I feel like it was stylized for the like yeah. a mythology stylized. Um, like I think it fit yeah. the Chinese uh, myth being told. It seemed yeah. like it to me. It yeah. kind of felt like a cross between like. Ghibli and Disney to me, 
personally. Yeah, that, 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 that sounds like a good description. But uh, yes, you, you mentioned like the various themes that like did stand out uh, uh, that you were impressed by. Uh, I think Andy, you mentioned that. Like, what what yeah. what, what impressed you about this short in particular? Uh, like, I didn't like again the the actual like not going back to sexual violence too long. Like that part I didn't like, but I did like this idea of the magic going away and this like almost magical mechanical stuff taking its place like i think that was a cool transition visually in the in the episode like how everything kind of became steampunk but not quite and we had that like rabbit the main character constructed and we and we and then we had obviously when he constructed the woman's body but i just really liked that transition because i think it was interesting to look at visually the steampunk the steampunk parts of good hunting are just incredible like uh it's so cool when the the the, the episode uh shifts to steampunk um like i love good hunting like it's it's so problematic and flawed but like it is it is like is is fascinating like this is this is i think probably the most interesting one i mean there's a there's a handful but this is like uh, there's so much here and it is a it is attempting to subvert the uh nonsense uh like uh, sexualization of the female lead of the, of the short it does attempt to subvert it at the end like they would argue that it, it's all entirely in service of subverting it but i think like it's clear that this is very male lens and uh like just the the female characters are just sexualized the entire time in it but um the ending is interesting the steampunk parts are incredibly interesting the chinese mythos part in, in, is interesting is super interesting like the anime, it's really well animated um it's just a fascinating story yeah i was completely hooked on it when i realized we weren't doing like actual hong kong like our world hong kong like i was just like oh this is like more alternate universe than i thought it was like it's just so cool like i think i watched a couple shots of that episode over and over again because all the gears spinning inside the robots and like the transformation sequence that the main woman goes through at the end like they're so intricate and interesting looking and it's just so cool like i don't know why it's like I've seen steampunk before, but for some reason here it's just so interesting to watch. Yeah, there's a shot near the end where like he's watching the the uh, the robot the, the robot version of of the Catwoman leave, and like it's panning up, so you see the whole city, and we, then we get we hit the blimps going on, yeah. and we get like the hot, tall buildings. So it's like a full pan pan up shot of the of the city, and like that that in particular stood out to me as impressive, like just the whole setting that they've developed in this short. Yeah, and it's like, and it's like, I guess I haven't seen much steampunk with this like Chinese like background because the buildings, it's still not far enough in the future that they're that these Chinese type rooftops are still here. You know what I mean? Like, it's not all skyscrapers, and I find that really interesting, and it clashes in a way that I haven't seen before in in the in media like this, and it was really cool. Mm-hmm. And um, also, um, just briefly, like that, this one also begins with him as a kid, and the, he's the teach. The dad is like teaching him to hunt, and then we have the time skip to him being an older, older person. I don't know. I like. On the one hand, I, I like that it like covers his full life, but also I wonder how if it's really that much different if we don't have the introduction sequence. But I, I yeah. But like, I think I think it's cool to display the the myth in the beginning. I think it helps with that. But yeah, the the the, the after the skip is the the more interesting parts. I think right. like that the time skip does show that this is this is one of the most narratively complex. I think it's the most narratively complex one. It's like the most full story. Yeah. I feel like of the bunch. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I, I I do think you could do the beginning though with with still making it shorter. Like I don't think it needs to be because I almost like it almost lost me in the beginning part because it was just so it was just a little bit too long for me. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, as as we've alluded to, like this culminates with with her like taking revenge on people who are abusing well, the the woman. And I think that at at the very least, the pro- problem uh, uh, as we've discussed the problematicness, but like it does feel like a climax to the story that has been done, yeah. which is something that <laughs> some of these shorts lack uh, a climax. So I think like that alone also helps it to like stand out. Like at least it feels like an ending. Um. Uh, Sam, do you have any any other thoughts about this one? Not really. I thought it was fine. Okay, good enough. I wasn't too hot <laughs> on it. Um, another one that that goes for a very unique style is The Witness, uh, as we mentioned. Yep. Uh, that, that this one is uh, directed and written by Alberto Milgo, who's uh, credited as a visual consultant on Spider Verse, among other animation work that he's done in the past. And uh, I, I would say that this animation is reminiscent of the, of that movie, down to like uh, seeing sound effects ri- written out in, uh, and also it's just very colorful. Um, Andy, what thoughts do you have on this short? Oh, I love this episode. <laughs> I think that this might be my favorite episode of the entire bunch. Okay. Like, not just because of the animation. I just love heady sci-fi like this, where it's like there's this weird loop going on, and there's clearly more happening, and I just really liked that. Um, I understand Dylan's perspective of just, like, there's not a lot of plot here, because there isn't until, like, the very, very end. But for me, this was the kind of story I like, where it's just, you. it lets you extrapolate on your own what's actually going on, but doesn't give you a clear-cut answer in a way that's unsatisfying. I I, I just really like this. Yeah, I I understand that take. Um, so I think if if you're someone that can view it like that, and I think that's totally acceptable for like these short stories. I yeah. think like that that would. Be, um, but yeah, I just I can't get past the zero narrative here. No, and, and I uh, get that too. I get I totally get that. It's just preference. Yeah, yeah, I think it is just preference. The witness like looks really cool. I just wish it had a script because uh, yeah. it really doesn't. They, I think that the last shot is is the, by far the most interesting thing about it. It's a cool concept. Um, yeah. Don't, don't that's not even talking about how beautiful it is. Like I said, like it, it is beautiful. Yeah, <laughs> it is that's, I think that's the most, uh, yeah, definitely the most notable part about it. I've seen a lot of people talking about the, the animation style on this one. Mm-hmm. And uh, th- this one features a lot of like uh, chasing sequences. That seems like the majority of it. And yeah. so you, you get like the people in movement and the uh, vo- uh, going through like cardboard boxes and into cars and uh, up buildings. So like it, it, it tries to like use a lot of this of the city aspects, yeah. similar to Spider Verse. Yeah, and I I I don't like that she's naked all the time, but I really like watching the way her cloak, like her robe, flows as she's running. Like they really really meticulously had her robe moving in different ways as she's moving. It was interesting. Mm-hmm. And uh, also, unfortunately, like uh, probably when we think about this, uh, as has already been mentioned, like uh, a big chunk of it is uh, her going to her uh, her strip club and we get uh, the, the dude who's chasing him be distracted by just watching her do like a whole sexual dance routine thing. And yeah. Uh, uh, one thing I do like about it, sort of, is, like, the, the weird disorienting angles, which I think, like, were done in a way where, like, it, it disorients you, and I think that's the point. And I just, I like the the, cho- the choice of how they filmed it. Obviously not, 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 not really a fan of what they actually did to, like, take up that time. But, like, at the very least, like, even that part, like, it feels, it, it feels very foreign. Yeah, I think I think it's directed phenomenally. Um, yeah, all, all my problems would be with the script of this one. But. I I think this I think I would like this more if they implied more what the guy does in his version of the timeline. Like if he's also like a, a like a um a 
like a stripper as well. Like I think that'd be a lot more interesting, but there's not, nothing implied about what he does in his version of this chase. Yeah, compar- comparing this to like Black Mirror, because I do think this is animated Black Mirror, like this feels yeah. like a Black Mirror twist at the end of the episode, but Black Mirror episodes have so much more substance. Like yeah. there needs to be there needs to be stuff here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so the, the, the witness is definitely like a very co- uh, colorful one. Um, we've talked a little bit about Sunny's Edge, which is kind of the opposite of colorful. <laughs> it's very, it's very dark. But, um, I don't know if there are like more specific things we want to get, get into that one because it's definitely a very interesting concept. Um, I, I think uh, someone mentioned it as like reverse genlock almost with the it's reverse like, genlock. Yeah. The That's the twist up, at the end. Uploading into beasts. Oh yeah. And the, the twist is that she is actually in the You monster. think they're, gen- you think they're genlocking into robots, but yeah. to, to, mo- into like animal monsters. But no, that's a reverse genlock. That she's uh, genlocked into a human. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I will say that the the fight sequence in the middle, like between the two beasts, like it's it's impressive in terms of like the violence that it's allowed to do, and like you see like bits of flesh keep falling off. Uh, there's a sword hand that gets revealed in the middle. So and and then I think it ends with like the the other beast getting decapitated. So like that being your entrance into this anthology kind of preps you for other stuff that happens later. And but I think that that scene itself is an impressive fight sequence. I, I think it's kind of putting the cart before the horse though, because I think this is the most impressive like fight thing they did in the entire thing. Like if they wanted, like they started with a bang and that's awesome, but there was nothing that really as an ex- like a bang that never really met that high that they had there which is fine because i didn't really want a bunch of fight scenes in this anthology but it's interesting i'd say it's just very different from what the rest of the thing is yeah but there's a varied episode order andy so it might not be first and you're i don't don't want to think about that um and one thing i i I don't think we've talked about this specifically, but the, the way that this uh, ends with Sunny getting uh, destroyed is that this uh, female assistant shows up and like they begin, uh, she begins getting topless, she, seducing happens, they begin uh, making out, and the, that that's when the assistant decides like pull her Wolverine fingers through through her head. <laughs> so, um, I, I just wonder because I think that this is the only portrayal of. LGBT stuff in this entire anthology. Yeah, Am I correct in that? yeah. So, like, uh, how did you guys feel? That this was I think used? there was a. I think there was a trans character in the Dracula one. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, Gary. Gary. Yeah, yeah that, that's definitely possible, but um, but it's not. It's never stated for sure. Right. Right. But I, I just want to know if you guys have any thoughts about like the the usage of lesbianism in in this story. Shrug. Hmm. Interested in Sam's take on this? Uh, well, okay. If I recall correctly, I asked the group, hey, should I watch this? And Dylan was like, yeah, but you're not going to like it. And I think this was the point he was talking about, that it was gay, but then stuff happens. Personally, I didn't really care. This is kind of where, like, the male gazy stuff comes in for me, because it felt, like, way too sexy, mm-hmm. and way too, like, oh, titillating, oh, sexy girl is kissing, ooh, oh, oh. Um, I, I didn't really feel it. I, I thought the episode was kind of hard to follow for me, personally. I don't really have too much of a brain for, uh, fighting monster robots or whatever they were. I know Michelle was angry that they killed uh what's her face sunny but then you know she's not dead so I, who's to say 
Yeah. Yeah. So from, 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 from like a queer discourse perspective, it's definitely problematic that um, Sonny's uh, queerness is used as a weapon against her. Yeah. Um, like that, that, that's like really dumb. Um, and it's like highly sexualized before and then she dies. Really bad sequence. Um, but then it's all almost maybe saved by the twist at the end, maybe. Robots. And I think the worst part about it is that like there's this amazing shot where like, um, Sunny grabs her dress and like the cloth, like the animated cloth is so incredible that I <laughs> forget how horrible, like how much I don't like this quote unquote romance thing happening. Cause like, there's some really great animation in this episode. Like, incredible. Yeah, I was, I just want to say, so, despite the problematicness I just said, I really love Sunny's Edge. Uh, this, this to me is really similar to Good Hunting. I think it's like, really good episode, but it's just really problematic because I think the twists at the end are so cool. Um, like, I, I, really into these type of twists. I think they're very effective. Um, both, uh, her being betrayed with the like cybernetic woman with the, the Wolverine claws and then her being in the, in the, her actually being the, the monster at the end. I think all that was really phenomenal. So I think like there is uh, a, at least a lot of narrative substance to this one. Also, Sonny's monster was like somewhat unique. Like it was kind of new and, re- and fresh, like what, what it did and what it looked like. I really liked it. Yeah, I, I got kind of an aliens vibe from it. Like, so I, I think that's like the closest comparison you can you can get. Yeah, but it was it, also but... like crawling around with its like tail spike things. Like it, it was really cool. It's kind of Doc mm-hmm. Ockish at times. Yeah, yeah. So th- this th- that it definitely ha- uh, has <laughs> that, uh, an interesting ending. And um, speaking of uh, sexualization, one that I want that I want to talk about is beyond the Acula Rift, because uh, because uh, at least to me, my my take on this is that this is kind of the epitome of this anthology, where like it's technically really impressive, right? Like the animation yeah. is very good. The ships look amazing when they like, go through the portals. It's pretty cool. At the very end, when we get like the reveal of what the actual setting is, that's pretty cool. But like the store half the story is softcore porn yeah um, the, they just the, the dialogue yep. this, is very this, stilted <laughs> so like this was the other one i had to like just turn my phone upside down like <laughs> fucking like that's all they're doing right now there's nothing yeah. he's yeah. going balls deep in that uh yeah, yeah. like this, a lot more of her than him. A lot more. And like the, sure. the, the loud music in the background, living in the shadows, and like <laughs> humping against the windows. And yeah, it's it, it's it, it's like it's a pretty, but the substance inside it feels so empty. They're like at the, at the very end, it's it's kind of cool. I, like I don't because, even think that's right though, because like I don't think this this short really sufficiently explained what was going on because it ended, and I was like. Oh, cool. It was like, it got close to it. I'm like, oh, cool. And then it ended. I'm like, wait, you never explained what's actually happening in any way that's satisfactory. Cause I don't, I couldn't explain to you what's actually happening. Yeah, well, you could say the same thing about the end of the witness. Um, didn't really tell what's happening there. Um, like, this one. I don't know. This one felt worse. Okay. Let me defend, let me defend Aquila Rift because yes, okay. a lot of it is, is sex. I prefer this. This is going to sound stupid. I prefer it to The Witness. I think this is a better written episode because really? there uh-huh. is uh, an air of mystery and a plot, a mystery plot throughout the entirety of this episode that I don't think is missing in, in The Witness. Um, and I think the ending is, I agree, it's not really clear what's going on. I think that's probably a positive because it's kind of just a, there's not like a ton there. It's just like, oh, there, there's this a spider alien that's uh, keeping his, uh, him hostage and uh, giving him a simulation. But yeah, it's like, it's, it's, uh, 
it's a mystery that they're in a simulation, and then the twist is that it's like a, a weird alien giving yeah. them the simulation. I don't know. I think it's I think it's there's enough there, and it's and it yeah. looks great, so it's kind of cool. I don't know. Like I clearly I got that much. Like I'm not saying I didn't get what happened, but I mean, for me, it's like the end of the witness. Like it makes me think. Like it's like. It's, it gives you a bone and it's like, hey, think about it. It's, it's open ended. Yeah. This, this yeah. just tells you. And it it's just like, oh, tells okay. you, but it doesn't, and, and it's strict in what's happening, but it's not clear enough in that I, I can extrapolate more information on my own. Cause I don't know what, like, like how many people are here. Like what exactly is happening? Are they like this forever? Like it, it was, it's it was not thin in the reveal. Yeah. yeah um, I, I think what I would say is I think it like leads you to this. Like there's yeah. a, it's, it's a mystery that get built to build to I, this I point. Um, yeah. So, the, so that, that's what I liked that. I, I, I think if, I think if it paid off in a way that was similar to the witness for me, I would like it more. Cause I do agree that it does work as a, as a mystery. Like I like, I like how we just keep kind of resetting a little bit and it, and it doesn't spoon feed you that we're resetting sometimes. And I, it's, it, it, it is interesting that, but I just don't know. The ending just doesn't hit for me very well. Mm-hmm. Maybe uh, we should just write some fanfic about it. <laughs> I want to, yeah, I want Spider Alien Woman fanfic, yeah. Where's yeah. what's up with her? Yeah, what's up with her? She's probably really just alone in the universe. Yeah, she just she seems very lonely. Yeah, you know, yeah. Like, but it's implied. But I wish she was a little, a tiny bit more. I, I just like the concept of like a yeah. lonely alien spider woman uh, yeah. gives a simulation but, to a man of hot woman in his past in order to keep him captive. Basically, yeah. But I think the thing is that it's not clear whether that's actually what's happening. Like, it's not clear that that she's actually lonely. But I want that to be what it is. That she's lonely. There could have been there could have been a little more there. I think you could yeah. say that about a lot of these. They're yeah. pretty short, and they're a little bit more would have benefited a lot of them. Yeah. Can, can I ask? Do we believe that Tom is actually fucking a, a alien giant spider? Like IRL. Yeah, like like like, like um, is what's happening is that the spider is simulating a woman, but he's actually fucking the spider. I didn't think of that, and now I don't want to think about Maybe. it. Maybe let's 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 stay here for a while. Let's 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 think of the logistics. <laughs> okay, I, I well, read this a computer simulation. Right? So where is the spider pussy? Oh my god. Okay. Well, see, when, when, when the simulation breaks and like he finally sees the spider, it initially looks like a woman, right? Before it comes out of the shadow and reveals its spider self. So I think that there's a situation where like the center of the spider is shaped like a woman and, you know. Well, you, you, you could find ways. <laughs> Um, so I, I, I just want to say that was my interpretation of the ending. So uh, I think that's I, more interesting, uh, just a simulation. I like it. Yeah, she, yeah. she's lonely in more ways than one. Um, well, did she actually give a blowjob to him? Did the Spider Woman actually give a blowjob to this guy? Maybe. Um, yeah, <laughs> Spider's got a, a big mouth. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. That's it. That's, well, it. That's the pod right yeah, there. Yeah, we're done there. Yeah, um, that's it. <laughs> um, there, there's, there's so many shorts, you guys. Um, uh, have we touched upon a, a favorite of yours that we have not talked about yet? We'll, we'll, we'll do that instead of like keeping yeah. to going to like the major shorts. But like, um, Dylan, is there, is there a favorite short of yours that we have not talked about yet? Yeah, we haven't even talked about the three best ones yet. So I'll 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 give I'll I'll talk about suits because I think uh, the you all will cover the other two. Okay. Um, suits is actually my favorite of the bunch. This is like I guess I said that uh that Good Hunting was like uh the the most uh, in depth story. I think Suits is like the most complete like legitimate episode of television. Like this is just a really good story, a little bit typical, 
Um, but it's just a really solid narrative and, um, with backed by some interesting animation and a fantastic aesthetic of like, um, alien farmers battling like sci-fi, uh, like weird monsters. Um, it's, it's fantastically executed. Uh, it's exactly the type of thing that I would want from Love, Death and Robots. Uh, if more of them were like this, it's just a very good story. It's really interesting. It's got the care you get emotionally attached to the characters, um, this, they, it has a little bit of a appeal back at the end that they're on like a moon or something and that it was like a, it was, it was a, a, a colony, uh, farming. I think that's good. It doesn't need to be this twist that changes everything. It's just some more context revealed at the end. Um, it's the, the action is great. Uh, like the, the beast that they're battling, uh, just very, uh, the story that I was most into from start to finish. Hmm. Okay. I think you sold me on this, Dylan, because I watched this and I was like not like crazy about it because it's like it's pretty not not predictable, but it's like it's it's pretty you know what's going on. It's definitely like, a typical story, yeah. Yeah, like, but I think when w- the thing that got me was that you said that this is like the most complete and like thinking back, like it really is. It's the most like just it feels like an actual episode. This is the only one that could right? really be a TV episode. Yeah. yeah, and and I don't know if that's unfair to make that a criteria for how good something is in this anthology. Yeah, but I think your mileage may vary on what you're looking for. Yeah, but I, I do agree that that is a criteria that's fair to at least talk about. Like, like this is a full episode of television. Yeah, it's it's it a complete TV episode. I also think, like, a lot of these are basically video games, and this is the video game I most want to play. It like, is! I, I do... One thing I didn't like about it, and that this is, again rehashing on stuff we talked about i wish that there were more women in the suits like i don't like that the only woman in one of the suits was like this kind of almost a joke that it's like a trope like all of them are tropes all yeah. these are like trope farmers you know what i mean and it's just kind of weird to me yeah yeah uh, and i'll i'll say that i'm not sold on suits as a, as a good episode in part because like i'm just not taken by the actual action of it so, like i feel like the shoot the aliens themselves are kind of a bland design compared to other ones and that the shooting of the uh, the idea of mechs uh, farmers using mechs is great but the the mechs actually shooting the aliens is not as interesting to me. It gets kind of repetitive. Yeah. So like I I I do I do um agree with the sentiment that like this is probably one of the more fuller stories. But like in in actually watching it, it doesn't take me as much as some of the other episodes here. But I I, I can see the argument for sure. Um, and also like the 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 twist at the end where like we see that they're actually like a. It, on an alien planet, so, this, this, so that's why they're being invaded but, by aliens. Is kind of cool. I do have questions though about this world because it doesn't seem to work right. Like, like I don't think this is how it would actually work in like a real world. Like, this would not be what happened. Well, like, think about it. What if Earth has been destroyed and the only but place why, we have to farm is on alien planets? <laughs> but why would they make multiple farms? Like, we zoom out. There's like ten farms. Why don't we just make one big super farm and put all our defenses on this one farm instead of making them all self-contained units? Like, and and they- you have to have five farms with a headquarters in the center yeah. that's only connected by a bridge with a, a cliff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Wow. yeah clearly. And why is it still cows? Like, it's it's like I get that the cow thing is to make it like a not assume that we're in space, but I mean, it doesn't make sense that it's cows. It doesn't at all. We're we're all still eating meat in the future. (laughs) (laughs) He lost an entire herd of cows. Like, and he just acted like it was kind of normal. Like, that's insane. That's insane if that's actually happening. Like daily, that they just lose twenty cows. Wait, hold on. 
So since this is like sci-fi future, whatever, maybe they have like little seed packets for cows. Oh my god! And they put them in the ground, then they water them, and then cows just grow out of them. And why so maybe that's why making, it's not a big deal. Why are they just cloning meat at that point then? I don't know. Okay, this is not re- relevant. <laughs> Um, that that will be explored if this ever became a, a, a series. Oh, this could be a series. This could be a series. Oh, could just, this could be a pilot. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, Sam, do you have a favorite that we haven't talked about yet? So I personally would be remiss if I didn't bring up Zuma Blue, which was the art episode. Um, so the thing about Zuma Blue, Zuma Blue, that really works for me and really makes me admire it more so than most of the others, is that it kind of teaches people why art is amazing and great and beautiful. So, all right, get this. Zima, he's this guy, right? And he, like, paints, does shit, he's a great artist, whatever. Then he starts painting these blue squares on his paintings. And eventually, you know, the canvas isn't big enough for him. He goes into space to paint, like, space murals with these blue fucking squares and the setup of the episode is like an interview, interviewer interviewing him for like his last piece in which the twist is revealed that the reason why he's painting these massive blue squares and the reason why his last piece is in this pool that we learn is because he was a pool cleaning robot and his owner upgraded him, enhanced him enough over the years to where he obtain sentience, sapiens, etc. But he wants to strip away from all that and wants to get back to what one thing he really understands and what made the most sense to him and what felt like home and what felt like love. And that was the pool that he was designed to clean. And I thought it was just really beautiful. And at the end, like he strips away from this cyborg body and turns back into a pool cleaner. And it really reminded me of when people go to like a museum that shows modern art and has like abstract art, uh, like, you know, you always think of, oh, a big old canvas was like, with like a little red dot or something in the middle. Like, how is that art? Blah, blah, blah. Well, you see a lot of the time it's hearkening back to some sort of meaning for the artist and some sort of getting back to what they're feeling and what their origins are and the only way that they feel that they can do that is by having minimalism having less color just sort of getting to the raw emotion of what that feeling was using the canvas using whatever art materials there are available and if that means just deconstructing yourself literally like so be it so i thought it was great in that sense i thought it really kind of explains what art is, especially modern art, what people think of modern art, abstract art, etc., is to people. Uh, I hope that message came across to people watching this episode, but who's to say, really? Well, I will say that I, I, w- I was very impressed watching that episode as well, and I, I think, like I said out loud, like, oh, this is what performance art means. Yeah, performance <laughs> so, art like, is, like, so beautiful. Yeah, I, and Andy? Oh, I really liked this episode, too. And I think the one thing, like, I, that was amazing, Sam, and thank you. Like, this, this art, like, this was, I, I, I don't really get art, but, like, I got it watching this. Yeah. But I think my favorite part is that if you watch through to the end, I think his pieces of, like, space with, like, the blue square in the middle, like, they make sense now, looking back. Or not make sense, but they, they have more emotion or feeling to them. 
like you under you kind of get an understanding at least of his pieces as you learn about him and i really like that about the episode yeah Zima, Zima blue is like intellectual in a way that none of the rest of these are yeah. it really stands out it's definitely one of the best episodes here i wish it was like a little bit longer so it had a little more time to drive the ending home um because i think it's only like 10 minutes a lot of these i think could need oh, a little it's bit more than 10 minutes it's really short but uh it's it's yeah it's, it's just really well executed it's like really heady and it's like why are more of these like this like this is a way to do an adult thing it just is exactly. like high concept yeah. and intellectual it doesn't need to be uh like uh titillating like uh, the, there's the no blues. titties in this episode no uh, uh robot uh i don't know pool, 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 pool robot yeah and also this is one of the more aesthetically striking ones in my yeah. opinion because like it's a, it's a very unique style like i guess like um like gorilla's music videos would be the closest to compare it to but like it, it's a lot like the character designs are very interesting the choice of like at the very beginning you see the the ship going across the ocean and then at the very end it's the robot going across the pools so, like it's like a mirroring thing so i, I think that it's doing it, it, it on top of it being a very artistic story but i think also it's just produced very artistically yeah. as well so like it really is the full full package and this is one of those oh go ahead it reminded me of a studio kill- studio killers video personally, but yeah. Anyway, Andy, mm-hmm. go ahead. No, I just think that this is one of the episodes that really only works as animation, and that's why I really love it. Like it, this, like this absurdity of the crazy murals he makes in space, like it wouldn't make sense in live action. Like all this episode works because it's animated, and that's I kind of think what I wish all the episodes in this were, and some of them aren't always like that. Yeah, I guess the style and sort of the premise, etc more suspense or disbelief yeah like i completely believe that crazy bigger than planet sized mural in this world but not like in a different one yeah like if if this was uh the fucking spider whatever episode you know that would be like insane like just to see just some real ass man doing this yeah and the the sequence of him deconstructing himself in the pool while swimming like that's it's so it's beautiful and like yeah it's it's done in a way like it it It, feels emotional and it's so interesting because they put so not little detail but they didn't put any like crazy detail into like some of the shots earlier but then they put so much intricacy in how the gears and his parts fall apart and it's 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 very interesting like what they choose to put detail into in this short and in this short it's really cool Hmm. Um. Andy, is there another short in here that you especially want to talk about? Well, I mean, we haven't touched on it at all, and I mean, you guys kind of left it for me, so I guess we can talk about three robots now. Yeah. I I was gonna do that one in case you weren't gonna touch it. But no, okay, I mean, good, like good, we haven't talked. We somehow have not like mentioned it yet, which yeah. is kind of crazy. It's like it's not like amazing, but it's definitely I think one of the more standout ones in the group and of the ones we have left. And I really like cats, so I like this episode. <laughs> and the cat the cat jokes really landed for me i liked the humor going on here i really liked what's the name of the 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 female coded robot the one that's Pyramid like a, one, yeah i really liked her humor she, that she, her jokes landed every single time like making the meal for the guy sorry sorry for the weight champ like i just really <laughs> loved that robot i don't know and uh it's it's just um it kind of had this kind of realistic animation for the city but this kind of cartoonish for the robots, and it's an interesting clashing at times, but not crazy or bad or anything, just interesting. And so it's always interesting to see how these things would interact with each other. And I think it's another short that works as a short. Like, some of these don't work, like, like Suits is like a pilot almost, but this is, again, 
this works for me as a short. Like, the world is expanded upon enough that I understand what's going on, but it's never too much or too little to be just something I think about for the for the duration of this episode. Well, interestingly, I've seen on the internet that, like, this is the, one of the ones that's, like, getting the most, hey, this should be a series. Like, oh, I, I, I And no one, the people that are saying that, like, they don't get it, they would hate it, too. There is a lot more to do here. This is yeah. it. Like, and I'm not saying that as a bad thing. That's what shorts are for, to do, like, ideas that do not have more, like, depth to them sometimes. And this is one of those. They don't see that watching it, but it's true. Like, you need to leave your audience wanting more, and this does that. But there's not, like, ten hours more of this. There's maybe, like, a couple minutes more that they could have done. And that's fine. I don't know. I think Triangle Robot could uh, anchor a series. Um, the the premise of this episode is just like robots observe things about humans and comment on how ridiculous they are. That cannot anchor a series. That is just for a short, yeah. And I think that's what people want, and that's not true. But I agree the characters here could be something, but really just, I think, the the pyramid robot. Like, she's incredible. Like, give me more pyramid robot. Yeah, I I think that this one is like one of the best uh, highlights of adult humor being used. Because, like, in other episodes, it kind of, like, leans more towards the sexual humor or just, like, saying fuck a lot. But, like, I feel like this one, it's the combination of the robot language not being understand. Like, a couple of stuff, like the introduction of teabagging or the 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 female robot saying like stop being a whiny pussy and fucking bounce it but like in her in her tone it's like it it does it does stuff with the 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 concept to make the lines funny rather than just depending on it being edgy on its own but it says a lot that it took us to have literally no human characters in an episode to have like no sex like not a lot of sexuality you know what i mean like that's what it took and we're we still have a lot of sexual jokes in this episode yeah, uh, I, I think she notes that the nuclear missile at the end looks phallic. So yeah, well that was, but that's that was actually pretty funny. I think, <laughs> and I also like that we get like some existential humor in here too, like with her just going there, like you can't go that deep without warning us. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Th- three robots is just genuinely very funny. Um, yeah. Pyramid Triangle Robot is really standout. Just funny. She's just Siri. She's funny in everything she says. Um, they, it's, it's commenting on humanity in some interesting ways. The cat stuff at the end is great. I don't hate the environmental thing that's thrown in there, especially because it's subverted immediately after. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's just, just really solid. Definitely one of the best ones. I think Pyramid Robot is the funniest character in this entire oh, series. Yeah. She is. She's the yeah. best. She's the best. Uh, yeah, so um, that leaves uh, me one one short that we haven't talked about yet. I, I don't think it's my favorite, but like it's certainly like maybe one of the higher points of what adult animation is capable of exploring is Helping Hand, which is the uh, the space one where it's the female astronaut on her own and she eventually has this gets to the point of desperation where she has to literally rip her arm off mm-hmm. and then sort of toss space it through arm. space. And I feel like the, the animation aspects of it is realistic enough, but like it allows that to feel very disgusting and like icky, but like in a way that it's, it's meant to do and like get you really dreading her having to do it sort of thing. Um, this is also notable for being the only short that's actually based on a short story written by a female uh, writer. So like in, in that sense, it's a little different. 
and uh, and I think that of the space shorts, like this is the one that like is closest to space in terms of like be, being in the void sort of thing. It, it's similar to other stuff like Gravity and all, but like I think that it's it, it's doing interesting enough stuff with animation that it helps it stand out from some of the other space shorts that are maybe going for a, a couple more absurd concepts. Yeah, I, I love helping Anne. This is, there's not a lot here. It's just a simple concept, like space survival. She has to cut her hand off. Um, but it's just a really, uh, tight, solid story of, uh, it's, and it's executed on very well. Some that you get attached to the character. Uh, it's, it's just gravity, I guess, 127 hours gravity, but like it's, 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 uh, very solid. And I would love it. I, th- this is, this is not like an issue. Like it's not one of the standout ones, but it's, it's really solid, I think. Mm-hmm. It, Anybody else with any thoughts? I just could not watch her rip off her arm. Yeah, it was I couldn't too, do it. I couldn't watch it, like, at it, all. It, it's really tough to watch it the second time, let me tell you. Like, if you know oh. it's coming, it's like... Uh, it's just so arms. detailed. It's so detailed. And the, and the sound. Yes. Oh. But, uh, but uh, that, that, that's, that's what, what adult animation is. It's making you feel things that children aren't allowed to feel. Yeah, like... Uh, like what if you have to cut off your arm in space? I, I'll take that though more, before all like the sexual stuff. Right, right. I'm, I'm saying that is a good thing, but like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh. So, um, j- just quick hits to, of the shorts that we haven't touched. Sucker of Souls. That's the Dracula one. Um, he gets shot in the penis. Uh, there's cat fucking jokes. Uh, and where the fuck? Be a trans character, but it's unclear. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm Gary, and uh, has a ponytail. Uses C4. Um, yeah, I think, I think this one is only notable for the, where's the fucking cats? Oh, there's the cats. Fuck it. Oh, yeah. So, the, <laughs> so, so like, the Sucker of Souls is an interesting, uh, humor to it. There's a lot of, like, quotable things. The animation style, I think, is really good. It's really, yeah, really yeah, that, that, yeah, that's definitely, like, a com- comic style, I guess. And, and um, I will say that it was really gory when they killed Simon, but it was, like, actually kind of funny just the way he died. Like when Yeah, he, they, they did it like a pe- onion peeling, right? Yeah. It's like, uh, first like his skin, made, then his brain. Then <laughs> I hate gore, but, like, his half skull rolling down the steps was actually, like, just really funny to me. <laughs> right. So, yeah, so they, they did some interesting shots yeah. there. Um, uh, when, when the yogurt took over, this is narrated by Maurice LaMarche in his uh, bra- brain voice from Animaniacs. Uh, yogurt takes over the uh, takes over the world. Um, not 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 too much going on there. Uh, I'll just say one thing that stood out is the only thing that makes this adult really is that there's a topless protester in the middle because of course. But other than that, it's like you know a a light funny thing about this. This is a it's a funny short story. Like this this yeah, is yeah. To- totally a solid episode. It's it's my favorite uh, out of the five that I think still like uh, my favorite past the five that I think are like the top tier I, ones. I think this is just a uh, very funny like uh, very solid short. Like there's a good use of like the short form medium. But but I I I like to take not not offense, but I think it's wrong to say this is an adult Alex without the lady with the tits out because like it's. I think it's okay to have, like, a story that's just a little bit more heady than it's okay on, like, like, this couldn't be without, this couldn't be on, like, Disney Channel as a short. Couldn't like, it? I don't know. Like, I think it's just a little too heady because we're talking about, like, economic crises. We're talking about the president. We're talking about, like, it's just yeah, a little I, bit I, I above. Guess. Like, and yeah. I'm not saying that's bad or good or whatever, but I'm okay with us having things that aren't clearly, like, adult only in this series yeah there doesn't need to be something that's like right this is adult and i think it's a little i I think the thing that makes it adult is it's a little bit intellectual yeah 
And and yeah. I'm okay with that being a thing in this series. Like I'm okay if if we get love and love death and robot season two if there's more episodes that aren't very adult but are among other adult episodes. Are there any That's- love death or robots in this one? Um, um, well, the yogurts built robots, probably, yeah. because to make the future civilization. <laughs> and I think some people um, died in the economic collapse. Yeah, oh, and, and also somebody yeah. shoots themselves in the head. Oh, yes. When they say that love in the title of the show, they mean sex, and it's a really coward move not to just call it sex. Uh, no, yeah, there's, yeah. there's some other forms of, there's familial love and, like, platonic love. Shut up, yeah, yeah, you're, 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 What other su- love is there? Your, your Suits episode had love in it. Okay, yeah, the, there's actual ha- love. Had there, heterosexual relationships. There was some, there was some brotherly love in Shapeshifters. Yeah, so there's different kinds of love. But, but the thing that, the, the thing that stands out, though, is the sex, right? Like, that's yes, what they're talking yes. about. Yeah. Oh, yeah. quick, yeah, so, hot was, takes on cold foods. Yogurt. I like vanilla yogurt. I don't really like any other kinds of yogurt. I just like uh, yogurt. Opposite. Yeah, I don't like yogurt. Uh, but I love the best flavor of ice cream. Yeah, uh, the, 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 the dump old man in a dump has a trash monster friend. The end. Um, shapeshifters, <laughs> uh, werewolves are cool. We mentioned the transformations. That part is really cool. And werewolves I guess, in the army. It, it's, it's it's trying to do a discrimination thing, but like gets it like covers it halfway and then like kind of lets it go. Oh my god, I'm so bored by shapeshifters and Secret War, like the Call of Duty style ones. Oh my goodness, so bored. Yeah, yeah. I was so interested in shapeshifters when I just read the title, and when I learned it was just werewolves, I was just like, I'm checking out of this episode wow the transformation was very notable though so that's yeah. worth yeah, yeah. No, no, but that, i that, thought they were gonna be like actual like shapeshifters like they could uh, change uh, yeah. and i was like really excited to see that like uh-huh. i was like oh we're gonna get into maybe like stuff about gender and stuff about like non-conforming body types and like no it's just werewolves i'm like oh this is like nothing like werewolves i don't in the army yeah like it was yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, f- fish nights, surreal thing in the desert. There are fish. Yeah. This is probably, this is the Rango scene where there's a goldfish flying through the yep. ocean, but it's extended to 10 minutes. Um, Lucky 13. Well, and, f- um, fish night is gorgeous at the end, but there's no explanation why it's like that. Right, right. Yeah. Like, it, it's, 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 it's another one that has a unique style to it, one that isn't done by the other shorts, but it, yeah, there's not much. It doesn't, it doesn't there. try to be intellectual, and I think that's what hurts it. Like, yeah, it doesn't it try is, to. Yeah. They, there should be something there, and there's not. Yeah. Lucky, yeah, Lucky 13, I think, is, like, mm-hmm. a really solid story. It's There's, like, nothing super standout about it, but I think it's, like, a really tight solid story. It's like narrative. Halo, but with Samira Wiley. I really liked Lucky 13. Like, it wasn't... I don't think it was my favorite ending, but I just really liked it. I really and liked it, too. And it had a character I actually liked, which is which is rare for this whole yeah. show. Yeah, and, and that one also, like, it feels like it has an ending of, like, her like her coming to terms with the climax sort of thing. So, like, it has, like, up the climax and then, like, recovery sort of thing which doesn't happen with a lot of these stories um uh bl- blind spot uh mad Yawn. Matt's gang is taking a miss of interesting Michael style Chef. interesting uh, yeah. characters yeah. kind of kind of an interesting premise that then they're twist at the end i don't know but they, it doesn't come together super well I and think. there's no sex and there's no tits or anything right. which is uh, secret war russian soldiers hunting down hell beasts um, there's some familial love in there um there's a naked woman with her guts cut open to something yeah it's yeah. sexy yeah um ice age this is not an animated <laughs> short yes uh, it is <laughs> uh, topher grace and mary elizabeth winstead find a civilization in their freezer watch it build and disintegrate and then the cycle yeah, it's, goes it's on. not it's not animated dinosaurs. but it is really solid i will say that <laughs> Well, call me next time there amasses a real life civilization in your freezer that isn't animated. 
Uh, th- this is also another one that does the, hey, that looks a little phallic joke. So, like, the phallic joke has been already used at this point, so it was bad. Well, uh, d- like Dylan said, this might be your first episode. Uh-huh. Okay, fine. And uh, finally, alternate history, oh which is the simplistic educational-looking animation one where, like, what if Hitler died early? Let's give you six reasons. This, this, uh, it gets it gets more and more insane every scenario but, to the point where, like, he dies of marathon sets at one point. There's a squid civilization. Uh, there's a blue screen of death because he met future Hitler. Yeah. I just want to say Justin uh, tweeted. He said the Hitler episode is hilarious. That was the that was the top thing he had to say about. He said the Hitler episode. Wrong. He's so wrong. It's not good. But that's what Justin. Like here's my problem with the episode. Like I love this as a concept, and they dropped the ball so hard. Like this is such a cool concept, but they chose the worst topic to do it with. Like go with the Lincoln thing. Show us Lincoln shooting shooting the guy instead of instead of this. Because, like, the thing is, we're making Hitler into a, like, fun, like, you, like, the end, this is not really Hitler. I want to start off with that. Like, the character they show here is not Hitler. Well, they're going for him, like, young yeah. Hitler. No, 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 but, but the thing yeah. is, you feel for this character at points in it, and that's not the feeling you should be going for with Hitler. You know yeah. what I mean? You should mm-hmm. not be feeling bad that he's getting run over, or, like, like, getting like it just doesn't make sense and they even have a joke where like jews kill him and beat him up and it's like it's there's so much wrong here that like they don't like and i don't think it's malicious in any way they just don't get that it's just i I don't know what word i'm looking for it just leaves a bad taste in my mouth the way that hitler comes off in this whole episode Well, it, it is going for a very fun, funzy vibe, but like it's kind of hard to juxtapose that do for Hitler. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, I just don't think you should do that in general. Like, there's some things you can make fun of, and I think you can make fun of Hitler, just not like this, in this detailed way. Like, if they just did one of the timelines of Hitler, that's fine. But doing it six times, it's like, you're really trying to get the audience to feel bad for Hitler dying over and over and over again. It's, Mm -hmm. like, not good. (laughs) And it's not even that funny on top of that. Yeah. So um, I feel I'm overreacting, but that's how I felt. No, no, no. I'll just I'll just say that like I I I think it definitely loses steam. Like by the time he gets to like getting dying of Jello, you're like, okay, well, well let's we'll like I just get going. Is five like in the fifth timeline? Like with the meteor, like they kind of like play up him like avoiding death then dying, and it like feels like you're supposed to be rooting for him to live, and it just feels weird the way they paced it and directed it. And I don't mm-hmm. like that. And it's just well, yeah, the way yeah. I'm watching it, the way I'm reading it made me feel that way. But it's just that's the way I read it and I didn't like it. This is definitely one of the weirder shorts. And like there there's probably gonna be people like Justin that are like into the into this style, but like it's definitely a stark difference from the general tone that most of the other shorts in this group are going for. Yeah. So but uh yeah, so we we've covered all, all the shorts uh, for for better or for worse. <laughs> Yeah, uh, so let, did every one of them have love, death, plus robots? No. Hmm. Hmm. It really makes you think. Yeah. <laughs> I think I, I think it was 60% death, 30% robots, 10% love. I think that's that's the breakdown. Oh, if we're going by the sex definition of love, like there was a lot more than 10%. Yeah, I'm I'm just going by actual love. Like okay. Maybe t- maybe 10% if, sure. if that, but... <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so just uh, before we begin signing off, any final 
thoughts at now that we've like gone through like the specifics of it? I would like to see more collection of an more collections of animated shorts. I don't think that they are a really celebrated medium because when you think of animation, you either think TV animation or feature length animation. Like the death of the short happened in like the fifties, sixties, whatever. I think shorts need to become cool again. You know. Well, like when the Oscars roll around, that's when we begin. Like, oh, hey, animated shorts. We should we should watch those. And then like yeah, the rest, like, of, the rest, yeah, of, that, but the rest of the year, it's like we don't think about them. Unless but, yeah. Pixar has like a particularly compelling one before whatever movie they're releasing that year. Right. Or right. weirdly releases a bunch on YouTube for like a few weeks. But hey, maybe that's like the sign of this uh, this format maybe gaining more popularity. That now they're yeah. they're they're a little more willing to like just you know let them be their own thing and not having to attach them to feature length. So yeah, I, I think yeah. I thought it was a wonderful idea, especially taking them from short stories and to like you know it's two mediums that are both like where do you see short stories other than like your middle school English class. <laughs> Like, two, two mediums yeah. that I think are particularly unsung this day and age. Just coming together and making it work. I like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Andy, final thoughts? I just, re- I like this as an idea, and I will, I, I do want more, and I think that's good. I want more of stuff like this. I want them to have a second season of this, but I do want more women involved with it, definitely, and I want more delving into actual love and definitely more lgbt representation in this yeah like i i think at the end of the day like the, this is a really inappropriate analogy to do but like a baseball player hitting 300 is like a good thing and that's like three yeah. out of ten <laughs> it's like it's yeah good. and like with this it feels similar right like yeah f- f- maybe five or six out of these hit really well and the others are like okay but that feels good enough to say like hey i'd want to see another batch of these and like have another five or six be really good and stand out like that would be worth it so, like, I, I think that that's a good thing for animation, that, like, if we allow, like, different stories of different styles to be packaged into one thing and have have, have that be the way to get them out to a large audience, then that, that's the thing to explore. Obviously, we would, we would like improvements in, like, the people allowed to tell those stories. But if, if so, if that happens, that would be even even greater. But just the general idea of animation, like, being allowed to explore explore different different ways of expressing themselves is always a good a good thing at the end of the day yeah i think definitely putting this on netflix was a great idea too it gives more accessibility to shorts yeah not to like bring up the shorts point again but again like you know shorts are either you see them once a year at like a festival or something or you just watch them on youtube and it's like well yeah, I I think the one thing I don't like is this randomizing of the order thing. I think yeah, I thought a, that was kind of weird. I think what I would like is if Netflix like posted the series and gave us like a checkerboard screen where you could pick whatever you want to watch with like a yeah. thumbnail instead of giving like a list that's just in a random order for each person. Because the thing is, that's still giving the person an order to watch them in. Let people click what they like from the thumbnails. Like let people follow their own interests, and that seems like it plays more into this. And that seems like something that Netflix would like to do. Make this more 
interactive. Like, pick what you want to see. And I don't know. Like, I want something like that. More, more like, more, less, less random and ordered and more just watching what you want to watch and seeing how it goes. But that's right. way off topic, I think. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's getting deeper into like just the, the how Netflix works, right? Yeah, like, <laughs> I, just, I, I just think it's wrong. Cause uh, the thing is, like, if you randomize it, like, it just causes problems. Like, it's just like people watch different episodes first. Like, did you watch the first episode? Like, it doesn't work <laughs> like that. And then like, there's the whole thing of like, if you watch one episode for another, like the phallic joke thing, like, it doesn't work. But if you watch the one you wanted to watch first and had the joke, like, you like the one you wanted, you like that one first. You like yeah. that one more thought first, and it, I, I just think it works better if you just choose, let people choose. But people are tend to just watch what's in order if you're given an order. Did you watch the one where the lady ripped her hand off? Yeah, like no, like, <laughs> you that like people are like, oh, there's one about that. Like, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. It makes it's a better word of mouth campaign if like oh, I gotta you, see this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, gotta see this lady rip her hand off. So um, that is our discussion for Love, Death, and Robots. Uh, thank you for for li- for listening to our discussion. And if you want to uh, see more about us discussing various types of animation, adult, children's, we pr- we try to cover all of the critically acclaimed stuff out there. If you want to find out about that, you can do that at overlyanimated.com. If you want to discuss with us about uh, Love, Death, and Robots or any other animation topics out there, you can uh, join us on Discord at overlyanimated.com slash Discord. Uh, you can also support us financially via Patreon at patreon.com slash overlyanimated. Thanks to all of our current patrons, especially our patron of the podcast, uh, Shin, a.k.a. Shingeki no Kyogen. Uh, thanks, as always, to our Patreon executive producers, John, Ryan, Steve, Alex, and, he- and Hugh. Um, other than this, we are covering, um, uh, in terms of other animated shows, we got I Promise Neverland that deals with some uh, heavy themes going on. Yep. Um, Miraculous Ladybug, the opposite of heavy adult <laughs> themes. But the the wide spectrum of animation that we cover here yeah. is really animated, really. So uh, f- feel free to explore in our site and see what, what other shows we, we cover here. But yeah, um, thanks for listening to us, and we'll talk to you soon again. Bye. Bye. Bye.